Greetings, anime fans and anime casuals alike. Welcome to episode three of Imbibin' Anime. I'm your host today, Monster, along with my co-host, Stan. Hey, y'all. And today is another episode to crack open into for Imbibin' Anime. Um, to start off, Stan, how's everything been going this week for you? Oh, things are good. Things are moving real quickly. Uh, if you remember last time I was talking about how I was going to be going to Burning Man soon. Well, that day has come. I'm going to be, uh, me and my dad are picking up the RV tonight. We're going to load it up tonight and we'll likely leave at maybe like four or five in the morning. Oh, wow. So, that's early. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Earlier than I would have liked, that's for sure. I mean, you are going all the way from Nevada, from Southern California. That's It is a journey, right? Yeah, so it's going to be, without traffic, it's about a 10-hour drive. Um, with traffic, which there likely will be, uh, especially uh, it bottlenecks once you actually get into the entrance to Burning Man because there's well, there's a limited amount of entrance entrances, you know, uh, mm. and we'll likely be waiting there to actually get into Burning Man for an extra few hours. All the lines of people that have collected yeah, at the entrances because you they have a strict border, quote unquote border. It's in the middle of the desert, but uh, tens of thousands of people go, and you have to show your ticket to get in so like it there's just always a long waiting line makes sense starts up. it's like when you go to a national park too right you have to go through an entrance you can't just like right. randomly just walk in from the sides right exactly yeah it sounds like it's gonna be a really awesome opportunity for you yeah i'm excited uh, like i said before this is my first time uh, i'm gonna be experiencing a lot of new things so that's what i'm looking forward to do you have anything in particular you're looking forward to the most um well so most of it is so far a surprise they the theme this year for burning man is metamorphosis so all of the art that people create and people create like these enormous like vehicle-sized, building-sized art pieces in Burning Man. A lot of the times they're interactive as well. Mm. Uh, so I'm excited to see what people come up with. And it's always new and fresh, which is the cool part. But the the largest attraction uh, comes from the name itself. Uh, so they have basically the largest bonfire in America, or at least that you had legally have access to. <laughs> uh, and they have like this enormous wooden man, essentially that they set ablaze at the end of burning man. And it's like stories high. Damn. So that's, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That sounds epic. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. And what about yourself? How have you been, Marty? Well, I'm now fully adjusted to the Chinese time zone. Not because I'm in China, but because <laughs> I've been 
watching a video game tournament that's happening in China right now. So <laughs> staying up every night because I've been staying up until uh, everyone finishes playing the games in China. So Chinese time, that's like 8 p.m. when I'm going to bed, which is like 7 a.m. here. And so. what is this uh, game tournament tournament that you're talking about here? Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know, Stan and I are avid players of this video game called Dota 2. Uh, it's a, it's a free-to-play game from Valve that's um, a MOBA. And so that I've been playing that for the past, like, I think I'm coming up on my four-year anniversary of playing Dota soon. Three years. Wow. Uh, I've been watching since TI5. So the International is the, the name of the tournament for reference. So TI for short. So I've been watching since TI5, which was 2015. And I didn't really start playing a lot until right before TI6. So I okay. think I watched two games from TI5. That's when I was first introduced to it from a friend of mine, Stan's former roommate at the time. So now it's TI9 in 2019, and it's been pretty epic. Um, I'm in a little bit of a, a sad zone because my favorite team just got eliminated last early this morning, last <laughs> night in China. So I'm a, I'm a little bit bummed out because of that. But it's still been amazing to watch. Like I, I love any type of professional sport. To be quite frank, it's really fun. Always when you get to see players that you've been following for a long period of time, teams that you've been cheering on for a long period of time, actually succeed and make professional goals and new make new records and break new world records and so on and so forth. Like, Stan and I are both huge fans of soccer as well. Like, I am a huge German soccer fan. Mm -hmm. My family is so is German. Um, but because of that, I'm also a huge fan of pro esports. And Dota 2 as an esport is so much fun to watch. Last year, Stan and I had the privilege of actually attending TI8. Not as pro players, of course. We were fans attending, watching it live. Right, right. We're nowhere near any type of professional level. <laughs> Especially uh, me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we went to TI not, uh, TI eight last year in Vancouver, uh, and that's how Stan started playing the game actually, because I got him interested by prodding him to come with me. Yeah, I just uh, am coming up on my one year anniversary of playing Dota. There you go. It's a big milestone. So that's <laughs> been that's been most of my week since that tournament's been going on all week. I've been watching almost all of the main event games every day. Um, I, I've skipped a few main event games just because around like 5 a.m. I get pretty tired. So it's about time to head to bed normally. But on very dedicated evenings, when I really want to see that final game, I'll stay awake till 8 a.m., 7 a.m. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, so my internal clock is totally wrecked this week. <laughs> yeah, so that's been approximately my my week um we've been making some new strides on the show actually i'm pretty excited to share some new logistics with all our listeners today uh, but before we get into logistics oh. i want to introduce uh my old friend here mr apple juice oh hi mr apple juice how's it going uh, he says hi to you from my stomach there's uh, nothing super special about this apple juice. It's not spiked at all, if you're wondering. I know this is a, a drinking show, but this is just plain and simple. Some good old-fashioned, all-natural apple juice right here. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't call us a drinking show. I mean, we're called Imbibe in Anime, which is an alcoholic reference for sure. Um, but, you know, everyone needs to take a break from alcohol every once in a while. We can't just destroy our livers daily. Yeah, some people need a tea break if you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm actually drinking a, a an English tea from an English breakfast tea straight from England. Actually, my boss brought this back for me when he was at a conference in England not too long ago. Oh, so it's real, real tea then. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. I love this tea so much. <laughs> it's my second favorite brand of tea. Um, I'm a huge fan of black teas for uh, for those who don't know. I'm pretty picky about it. Like I, I differentiate between my perfumed back black teas and my non-perfumed black teas. And I have reference. no idea what that means. For reference, um, Earl Grey, a very common type of black tea. A lot of people know that's a perfumed black tea. A black tea. Um, it by perfumed, I essentially mean that it has other aspects to its flavor profile that do not come from the tea plant itself. So Earl Grey, for example, has a lot of hints of citrus. And when you have a perfumed black tea, uh, you typically complement the tea with something other than milk. So you might add, for example, a little spritz of lemon to your Earl Grey. Mm, okay. uh, Non-perfumed black tea are teas that their entire profile or flavor comes directly from the way that they treat the plant. So a, an English breakfast tea, for example, is non-perfumed. And those types of black teas are complemented very well with milk or sugar. Okay. So I have here an English breakfast tea straight from London. Uh, Yorkshire Gold is the brand for reference. Uh, so shout out to Yorkshire Gold, even though we have no sponsors for this show. <laughs> One day. That's the dream, right? If Yorkshire Gold ever sponsors our podcast, I think I've I've hit a personal milestone in my life. Yeah, I may as well just quit any job I'm working at and uh, just do this full time, right? So if you're listening, Yorkshire Gold, reach out to us. We're looking for a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's that's what I'm drinking today. I just woke up like two hours ago, uh, so I I did not want to drink alcohol. And what time is it there now? Uh, right now it's five p.m. So I woke up around three. <laughs> like I said, I'm on. I'm like I'm on China time, man. <laughs> Even though China has like five different time zones, I'm on whichever time zone <laughs> yeah, Shanghai right? is in. Whatever Shanghai <laughs> has for their time zone, that's the time zone I'm in right now. All right. So back to logistics. Yes. Uh, I've got some pretty exciting things to share with our viewers today, or our listeners, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Technically, uh, the day of recording is a bit early for us. We're recording this on a Friday as opposed to our typical Saturday, Sunday, because Stan is leaving early tomorrow morning. So that means that he will not be participating, unfortunately, with our anime review this week. It'll just be me. Sad face. But we caught him just in time to still do this uh, pre-anime review recording. So just the first piece of logistics for our viewers. Just in case you noticed, uh, the second episode of Imbibe and Anime accidentally had a broken link. So you could not hear anything when playing the second episode of Imbibe and Anime. It's been fixed now, so we're all back to normal. So go ahead and listen to the second episode of Imbibe and Anime if you have not yet done so. 
we always love if you guys continue to participate in the podcast and continue to listen to our episodes. But some other logistics, um, we have some pretty exciting new changes to the podcast coming up. So I've been I've been talking to a, a friend of ours uh, who does some pretty astounding manga drawings. Stan and I have been talking to him about getting some official artwork for the podcast. So I look forward to it actually quite a lot. We have some ideas that we're floating back and forth. Um, I don't want to spoil anything yet. It's still a lot in the works. So we'll see how it develops from here on out. But look forward to having some pretty cool thumbnails and some pretty cool profile pictures for the channel. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. This will definitely be a first for me. And the viewers will understand once they actually see it. We haven't seen anything yet either. So this will be all fresh and new for us as well. Yeah, we're entirely in the planning stages right now. We've been talking to our friend about, you know, the, what we want the images to be like. And he's been shooting ideas at us. And last night we really came to a conclusion of like, oh, that's a great idea. We love that idea. So I'm, I'm pretty excited after hearing what he has planned for what he wants to draw for us. Yeah, I really want to see it. Hopefully it'll there will be like maybe some sort of sketch I can see once I get back in 10 days or so. Yeah, 10 days is a good amount of time, but you know, you can't rush. You can't rush genius art. <laughs> True enough. On a similar note, we're also starting to expand a little bit the content of our podcast. So I've reached out to two of our friends as well about getting them on the show for interviews. Uh, so look forward to that in the future. Yeah, we want to bring in some uh, different perspectives and see what how other people view the anime we're watching or anime we've watched together in the past, things like that. Yeah, I've also talked to some friends of ours who have other hobbies that are related to kind of otaku culture. So less related directly to watching anime, but more into, you know, reading manga, even cosplaying and stuff like that. So look forward to those uh, fun interviews coming onto the podcast in the future. TBD for now, but They'll be coming mm -hmm. up. Yeah, we got a lot of ideas for you guys. And lastly, final logistical implication for our, our viewers, or sorry, our listeners. Uh, we are now looking into actually expanding this podcast into other platforms. So hopefully in the future, um, I just started looking into some logistics about getting our show onto Apple Podcasts as well as Android platforms. We'll officially announce when we're finally on Apple Podcast or on Android, but we're looking into it right now, and hopefully you'll hear us soon from your whatever device you carry. So yeah, that, that about covers all the logistics I had for now. I think we can dive right into this, what we have planned for today. Lead us into this. What is our topic for the day, Stan? So since I will not be joining everyone for the review of the next episode of Fire Force, we decided to come up with our own top five list. We each created our own separate list here that we're going to compare in a minute here. Uh, just giving anime recommendations that are similar to Fire Force. So if you're into the show, these should be some pretty safe anime that you would also be into as well. 
And just for clarification, Stan and I have not compared our lists. We still don't know how we came up on these five anime. We don't know what these five anime are that we've both come up with. So if there's any overlap, you know that it's a show you should probably check out. Mm-hmm. If you like Fire Force. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what Mott's uh, justifications for these anime are too. Because he's been giving me some sort of dubious, like, <laughs> <laughs> mysterious, like, I don't even know. Don't set me up Just too high here. <laughs> I'm really curious, though. I, w- I want to know what you recommend. Should I start out then? Sure, go for it. Do we want to do this like back and forth one by one or all five at once? I'll I'll do all five at once because I have like groupings of shows based off okay. of like common themes. All right. So, all right. so um, for my five recommended anime to watch, if you like Fire Force, I, I thought about, you know, different aspects of Fire Force that attract people to the show. And then I came up with shows that also satisfy the viewer's interest in those aspects that you see in Fire Force. So to start us off, um, I have a pretty well-known show that everyone can think of. Uh, I'm pretty sure most people have seen this if they are avid anime viewers. So this is more for our casual anime fans out there. If you haven't seen a lot of anime, you should definitely check this one out. Um, It's My Hero Academia. It's still airing, but there's at least three seasons out right now. And the reason why I recommend My Hero Academia is there's this uh, concept from Shinra and Fire Force that he's going to be the hero, right? Like his personal Mm -hmm. strive is to save everyone, to be the hero that people can look up to uh, whenever there's an emergency that he can swoop in into the fire, save them from the immortal and be the hero of the day. And that is pretty much all that My Hero Academia is about. So if you like the concept of, you know, hero plot lines, hero shows, uh, the main character trying to develop into his own identity of a hero, go ahead and check out My Hero Academia. It's a very, very fun shonen to watch. Uh, It's very highly rated, I think, throughout the entire anime community. A lot of people compare it in popularity to like the big three back in the the 2000s. Ooh. So check that one out. If you're, if you haven't yet checked it out, you should definitely check out my hero academia. If that type of uh, hero mentality appeals to you. Yeah. I have heard that this is compared to the big three. um, Although I don't know how much I agree with that, but yeah, Continue. I mean it's it's debatable. That's a that's a thing of debate. I personally think it has a lot of differences from the big three as well, and that's an entirely different discussion. Fair enough. On to the number two. So uh I'm gonna put two of these kind of in the same category. Um so if in Fire Force there's this entire aspect of demons and infernals and what are demons in these infernals what's their goal do they even have a goal are they just these mindless creatures so on and so forth and so if you're into the whole like demon anime i have two other recommendations for you the first one is very recent it's called dororo uh it's set in feudal japan the main character actually the main character that it follows he lost his entire or his all his organs to demons when he was first born 
because of a deal that his father made with demons in order to protect their land. And his father is the, the feudal chief of this area in feudal Japan. Or the feudal lord, I should say. And so the plot line follows this main character who uh, lost all his organs, so his eyes, his skin, his ears, his limbs. Uh, and he's been outfitted with uh, kind of prosthetics. So he has prosthetic skin, he has prosthetic eyes, prosthetic limbs. Um, and it's about how the main character battles demons and his personal journey battling demons in order to get his organs back. So that's that's the whole idea of Dororo. The other mm. one is Blue Exorcist. Uh, so Blue Exorcist is also, I guess you could say, a demon anime in in thematic style. It's more similar to Fire Force than Dororo is. Dororo, or sorry, Dororo. Lord, that one's hard to say. I keep getting it confused <laughs> with Dororo. <laughs> uh, but Dororo is a little more feudalistic Japan, old-fashioned type themes about demons and monsters, whereas Fire Force is kind of more related to like Satan and evil demons from Satan. And Blue Exorcist follows that same type of thematic idea. The main line behind Blue Exorcist is that the main character is the child of Satan. And he has these special powers because of it. Um, and in the world of Blue Exorcist, there are priests and there are essentially the demons that follow Satan. And the entire conflict behind the show is that the, the demons that follow Satan wreak havoc in the human world. And the, and the priests exorcise these demons in order to protect the populace. And mm -hmm. so the main character, who's actually the spawn of Satan... He is part human, part satanic, uh, and actually grows up with his human side or his human family, um, adopted family, because he actually doesn't know his parents. And he grows up to want to defeat Satan and become an exorcist himself. And that's where the blue exorcist name comes from, because he has the blue flames of Satan. Mm-hmm. So if you're into the whole thematic aspect of Satan and demons that shows up in Fire Force, I'd give Blue Exorcist a, a look at as well. Now, the final two are less thematically tied to Fire Force, um, but they have, I guess, more to do with the art style of the show. So if yeah. you're a big fan of the way that uh, they animate a lot of the fire in Fire Force, the way that they animate the action scenes, um, then I would check out this anime. Um, uh, I put Fate Stay, uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works on this list. So I've mentioned this anime before in previous recordings. It's a previous, it's a, it's a favorite anime of mine uh, because I just think it looks gorgeous. It's got a similar art style in some senses to Fire Force as well the way that they depict the action the choreography it flows very well the same way that you kind of get these flowing movements from the combat scenes in fire force as well thematically it has very little to do with anything in fire force like there's no demons or anything like that it's basically 
warriors and magicians fighting each other. But it's essentially mm-hmm. a battle royale between seven characters and their warrior um compa- uh, their warrior how would you describe it? Uh they're like ancient heroes that have been summoned back for this one battle royale. Yeah, so like they're they're heroic companions. So it's about these like seven summoners and their heroic companions in their battle royale to fight over the Holy Grail, which is like the the prize of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you really like the way that Fire Force just looks and you're just looking for a very beautiful action oriented show, I would go ahead and check out Fate State, uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. And the final anime I have here recommended is also, so this is less um, visually related to Fire Force. This is going back to the themes. Uh, this is just if you like a good old cheesy anime, uh, good old cheesy shonen action, then <laughs> I'd go ahead and just check out Soul Eater. Ah, Soul Eater. So Soul Eater is one. I haven't seen Soul Eater in quite a long time, but there's a, a niche group of fans of soul eater all around the world that really love soul eater (laughs) so this is definitely not an anime for everyone um some people really don't like soul eater because it's too cheesy for them i've heard that quite a lot Mm -hmm. but if you just love shonen action and that's what makes you love fire force then check out soul eater because people who love soul eater they love soul eater (laughs) yeah it's got quite the cult following so those are my five recommendations. Nice. I like that list. And the justifications. I had a hard time coming up with my list. Um, and you'll, you'll see there, there are some uh, similarities between our lists here. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, I guess I can jump right into it. And I, I might be... Recommending maybe a little like five plus plus a couple more or something because I just couldn't really choose. Cheater. <laughs> I am cheating. We agree. I'll, I'll on give five. my I'll give my five foremost ones. Uh and then we can we could have a couple honorable mentions or something, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so my first one is also my hero academia. Hey, hey. For essentially the same reasons that you were saying. Uh, it's a, a good... I guess it's sort of like the modern gateway anime. It's very westernized, so it's a lot easier for people uh, in America to really get into. There's a lot of, like... Uh, I guess... I don't know how, how exactly I would describe this, but like literal American themes in it. So there's yeah. uh, one of the main characters like grew up in America. So he has a lot of American themed like catchphrases and stuff. Right. Uh, and it's it, it feels very close to home and sort of comfortable and that kind of thing. There's a lot of references to different states uh, the United yeah. States of Smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it also has the, a similar theme with the main characters, how they both want to become the top hero in their respective worlds and that kind of thing. Yeah, and a uh, lot of the 
journey is about, you know, their identity of being a hero. Right. And especially with certain episodes in My Hero Academia, there are a lot of, there are certain moments of Sakuga, I'm specifically thinking about, uh, where they're, they heighten up the animation of the different abilities that people are using. Uh, and so there's one character, his name is Todoroki, and his his whole shtick is he's got half flame powers and half ice powers. Uh, so if you're really into the flame animation from Fire Force, uh, you'll definitely get a kick out of some of the scenes that Todoroki is in. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Anime. It's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. In the tournament arc! <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it's a really easy anime for people to get into. It's uh, sort of leading me into my next one here, because uh, this is also another gateway anime. It's a, it's a, it's an introduction anime that almost everyone knows about. Uh, so this is probably nothing new for anyone here. But my next one on the list is Full Metal Alchemist. I thought about including. FMA. I almost did. Yeah, <laughs> I almost did. I shied away from it. So I'm curious to see what why you recommend it. Uh, I mean, I don't have any super deep justification for it, uh, but I just thought that the the vibe was sort of similar in that there's a lot of it, it's generally pretty easygoing, although there are points in the anime where I guess there are certain dark points in the anime, especially in the past of the main characters. Mm -hmm. uh, so like with Shinra, he's got how his, uh, how his family was burned down by... Uh, we, we don't quite know everything about Shinra's past, but we, they allude to some sort of special infernal or some sort of demon-esque character. Uh, and it's sort of... That sort of dark past is reminiscent of how um, Ed and Al from Full Metal Alchemist have sort of tampered with reality or destiny or something. I don't know exactly what to call it, um, but they did some they did some forbidden alchemy essentially, and they have lost a part of themselves in a similar way to Shinra. And I mean, for Full Metal Alchemist, it's sort of physical and mental parts that they've lost of themselves. Shinra, it's uh, from Fire Force, it's mainly just a mental sort of damage. Um, but uh, the whole vibe was similar for me. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, comedic humor. From like your typical shonen anime, but there's also a lot of mystery involved with Full Metal Alchemist that you slowly discover over time, uh, and that's sort of the feeling I'm getting from Fire Force is that sort of a no pun intended, but a slow burn, uh, discovering new things episode by episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I will point out. The I kind of thought somewhat similarly to you in that regard as well. There's also a lot of parallels between 
the mysterious pasts between the two shows because you learn about the two main characters, the Elric brothers, Al and Ed, pretty early in the show. But there are some mm-hmm. characters whose pasts you know nothing about for a very long period of time in FMA. Right. So, for example, mm-hmm. you know nothing about their father for a very long period of time. Um, right. And that also kind of is parallel to the whole idea that Shinra is discovering his past as well. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, there are a lot of similarities for sure as well. And I will also say, for those of you who haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist, you need to see Full Metal Alchemist, specifically Brotherhood. So there were two Full Metal Alchemists that were produced as anime. Right. The original Full Metal Alchemist and then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. The only difference is essentially the ending and the pacing. So FMA, the original, came out before the manga was actually finished. So the animation studio decided to continue making the anime with an alternate ending without knowing how the manga was actually going to fit. So that one is regarded as slightly worse critically between the two. Um, FMA Brotherhood came out once the manga was actually fully finished and it Mm -hmm. is more true to the original source material. And that is also the one that is more highly critically acclaimed. So right. can check out both. There are strong suits to both of them, and there are weaknesses to both of them that are different. Um, but I would personally say you should probably check out FMA Brotherhood if you're going to check out just one of them. Right, right. And Brotherhood, uh, a lot of people have this mindset uh, that Brotherhood just sort of has a more complete story, um, and everything's tied together a lot better for the most part than in the original anime. Um, I would say that in the original anime, uh, there are certain action scenes and animation that is just better than Brotherhood. I agree. And that this is all my opinion, uh, but I think those are where each one stands out in their strong suits. I will say, just for context with our viewers, how much this show is beloved. Um, FMA Brotherhood, to my knowledge, is the only anime TV show to ever win awards in the West. So like Oscars, Tonys, that type of things. It is the only TV show from Japan, animated TV show from Japan, that's actually won awards in the West. Mm hmm. And on IMDb, it's rated as one of the top 20 TV shows of all time across any genre. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, and this is also a show where the, uh, I would highly recommend the dub version. So the one that's in English, uh, because the voice actors do a really good job for this, the American voice actors. Yes, it's actually a really good dub. And actually, fun fun fact, I, I actually need to double check this, so it's not quite a fact, but I'm pretty sure this is true. I can double check it and say it again next week if it is actually true. But I think I figured out last night the voice actor for um, that character. Oh, Lord, forget his name. But he travels with Scar. He has that like weird mustache. He used to work in the mines before. He used to be a mine owner. Oh. He's a criminal. Do you, you remember who I'm yeah, talking about? I don't know about? who you're talking about. I don't remember his name. Though. But the voice actor for that character, I'm pretty sure he's the same dude from Avatar, who's the cabbage man. <laughs> My cabbages. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same voice actor. 
Oh, that's something I want to double check then. Yeah, I'll double check it this week and I'll come back to it on the show next week if it is actually true. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the same dude. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, sorry to go on this non sequitur about how much we love FMA. Oh, no worries. Yeah, so number three on my list is another another anime favorite of mine. Um, and this one has a very special place in my heart, not only because of how good it was, but it's one of the only anime where I was reading the manga before they announced they were ever going to do an anime for it, which is oh, very yeah. unusual for me. Uh, there's very few manga I read that don't have an anime adaptation. I usually will watch an anime series and... Uh, pick up the manga just so I can continue the story. Uh, but this one I started, a friend showed me this back in college and like my freshman or sophomore year. And I thought it was amazing from the start. So uh, you were ahead this, of the times. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. This is, like I said, this is one of the only manga that I was reading before they created the adaptation for it. Uh, and this one is One Punch Man. Mm. So, I really like this anime uh, for, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons I like this anime, uh, aside from the fact that I liked it before it was an anime. Uh, so, first of all, the animation for it, if if you're really into the like the dynamic animation they have in Fire Force, you'll really love how they animate uh, at least the first season of this uh, from back when did this come out? 2016 or something? 2015? Uh, um, probably 2015, I'm pretty sure it came out. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but it's done by, I think, a studio Madhouse, which is one of the top animation studios in Japan right now. And uh, they they have super detailed and fluid animation uh, between the fight scenes and this is an anime where every there's certain superheroes uh, so it's it's sort of another westernized sort of medium here because there's a there's like this hero association uh, and you have to register to become a hero and everything and there's this one character the main character here is basically sort of like an antithesis uh, to Shinra from Fire Force. So he's he wants to be a top-level hero, not necessarily because he wants to... He cares about being, like, the number one. He wants to be better than everybody. But he's doing it for fun. And that is the only reason why he's doing this. Like, he's, he's generally... Uh, has uh, I guess I would call it above average morals, but he he doesn't necessarily go out of his way to be a really nice person. Uh, he's just sort of this average dude who wanted to better himself and he wanted to get enjoyment out of life because he was depressed uh, working in his office job kind of thing. So he trains really hard and eventually somehow breaks human logic or whatever and becomes the most powerful being in this world 
Like he can, the reason why he's called One Punch Man is because he can defeat any monster within one punch. Again, his goal isn't to be ranked the number one hero. His goal is to just have fun being a hero. And so I think that's sort of a cool like antithesis to Shinra, who's doing it because he wants to be the number one hero and help all these people and be like the knight in shining armor to everyone. But yeah, I agree. One Punch Man is one of our personal favorites. Both you and I love that show. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the next one. I also had Blue Exorcist on my list for number four. Hey, hey. Uh, and I won't talk too much about this one because you mentioned all the main points I was going to bring up anyway. But I, I just want to say that I think the vibes between these shows are very similar, uh, as well as the fact of the whole uh, him being the demon's son and having blue flames is sort of his gimmick and that kind of thing. Uh, so if you if you really like, if you just want a casual shonen anime, this this is a good one to step into. I will say there are problems with Blue Exorcist. It's not one of my favorite anime of all time, um, but it is a good right. show. Uh, and I I have a lot of issues with the ending of uh, the ending and sort of the world building in Blue Exorcist. Uh, but I don't think it detracts from the general enjoyment of the show. I still had plenty. I fun agree. With it. If you are a manga reader as well, I would actually probably even recommend reading Blue Exorcist over watching it because it's one of those anime that suffered from, I guess, financial issues. So they kind of took some shortcuts in the show that you won't experience if you read it. Mm hmm. OK. So then getting into my last anime here. And this one I have a I'm having a hard time uh sort of choosing my fifth. Like I said, I've got a bunch here that I would like to give a shout out to. Um how about this? Choose one of them as your fifth and give it a solid reasoning for it, and then for the other ones, you can just just give a quick shout out. <laughs> sure. Uh so this one, this next one is purely for the animation. Uh, right. Let me say the it's purely for uh, the stylistic animation, but there's other aspects that make it a really great anime. As well. And this is one called uh, Kizu Monogatari. And okay. Mari, you, I think you said you were watching this recently. Yeah, I just recently finished it. I I do love it. Yeah, so this is a series of three movies that they did. So the original, there's an original TV show that they've made sequels and spinoffs to that are all really good in their own right. Uh, but these, like, series movies, this trilogy, I think it is. Yeah, it's a trilogy. Is really good primarily because of how they animate it. Uh, and I'm forgetting who actually did the animation, for, uh, like which studio it was. Oh, I can look that up real quick if you want. Yeah, uh, but there's there's a bunch of scenes where they have very dynamic animation 
And specifically, I'm thinking of the fire animation uh, from Kizumonogatari is some of the most beautiful uh, animations of the elements that I've seen in an anime. So if you're really into the stylistic way they like to animate Fire Force, you will love how they do it here. And this is a, also another supernatural anime where the main character is essentially a vampire. And this well, is a show... Part vampire. He, right. Uh, he was bitten by a vampire. Yeah, but the, their take on vampires is a little different. And I, I like their take on vampires. They have a lot of unique ways they address the topic. So for reference, it's Studio Shaft that does all the Monogatari series. They also did ah. uh, Madoka Magica and Nisekoi. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially all I wanted to get into Kizu Monogatari about is... The one thing I would say about the Monogatari series is it's a little difficult to get into if you start with Kizu Monogatari. Um, it's also a, a rather complicated timeline. So it's, yes. it's hard to get into. If you don't love it at first, don't, don't think too poorly of it, please, because I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely one that makes references to, it, or it has established relationships. Uh, so they right off the bat, they assume that you've seen the other series. Yes. So if you are interested in watching the Monogatari series, I can make a link in the description for this uh, podcast episode to where you can find some online anim anime forums where people give their recommended list on which order you should watch them in. Um, there's one there. There's one particular order that I also really like, so I can make a link to the post that I found that I thought was a pretty good order of watching the Monogatari series. Yeah, that is my... Uh top five lists that i want to give shout outs to awesome and uh your other quick shout outs that you have the other ones that you <laughs> just didn't make the cut for yeah so I'll, i got a few honorable here uh i'll go through them real quick so first one being uh magi the kingdom of Le of magic and the labyrinth of magic Ooh, that one also just barely didn't make my list. I had that one in the back of my brain, too, though. <laughs> yeah, this is another fantasy anime set in, I guess, I don't even know exactly where or how to describe it. It's kind of set in, like, um, not, not ancient, but, like, uh, pre... pre... Uh, modern era like kind of egypt setting yeah so if you think back to like if you think like aladdin the disney show that's like the era that it kind of has going for it right right and again this one's got all sorts of magic in it hence the name uh the next one uh i want to give a shout out to is uh little witch academia and this is sort of a this oh. is also, I think this was a Netflix original, actually. It is a Netflix original. This is true. Uh, and this one's a lot more easygoing. Uh, has a lot of, again, magic in it. 
animations really solid uh, as well as a it, it's sort of it's sort of got the feel more of a slice of life uh, it's more easygoing than fire forces it's not as action oriented but it's a really easy one to watch yeah i've been slowly making my way through little witch academia i still haven't finished everything that's on netflix yet but i've been slowly making my way through it yeah and those those will be my honorable mentions keep the other anime for another day cool sounds like an awesome list so we do actually have some overlapping animations that's pretty cool yeah my hero and blue exorcist if i remember correctly yeah and then almost uh full metal alchemist and uh madoka magica or sorry yeah magi not madoka magica madoka magica very different tv show yeah (laughs) Cool. So those are our recommendations for y'all if you like Fire Force. Uh, If you also have some ideas of TV shows, some anime that you particularly liked that we haven't mentioned here uh, that you think that we should watch if we haven't seen it as well, shoot us a message. I'm pretty sure Stan's probably watched it, but there's a lot of anime that I haven't seen. So if you have a recommendation for me, I'm always willing to listen to it as well. So yeah, that pretty much concludes our main topic for the day. So because this is the day before, we're not technically going to go and watch Fire Force, but I will be right back after having watched Fire Force myself with my own thoughts on the episode and so on and so forth. Uh, Just as a reminder, Stan's not going to be with us next week, so it's going to be myself and whoever I can get to join me on the show next week. So good luck, Stan. Enjoy. Enjoy your trip with your dad. Oh, I shall. And I will be right back with my thoughts on episode seven from Fire Force. Thank you all for tuning in. Peace out. Hey, folks, Mott here. I just want to take a second to thank you all for tuning in to Imbibe an Anime. Your participation is absolutely wonderful on this show, and Stan and I would love to hear your feedback about it as well. If you have any comments about how the podcast is going, any topics you'd like to hear Stan and I discuss, or any thoughts that you have on the seasonal anime that we're watching right now, please send us a message. You can reach Stan or me with a direct message, or go to our SoundCloud. We have a link in our bio that you can use to reach us via our official Imbibe and Anime email. Well, thank you very much for tuning in again. And now, back to the show. And welcome back. Uh, I just now finished watching episode seven from Fire Force, fortunately without Stan. So now now that Stan's left, you'll have to just do with me for the rest of the podcast. Um, I would probably say as a quick summary for this episode, it's it's okay. It's closing up a lot of the previous arc, just making sure that we are aware of the fact that, you know, the fifth captain Hibana is now in leagues with the eighth squad. So the fifth squad and the eighth squad are now cooperating with each other. And then it's starting up the new arc uh, where now um, Shinra and some of his friends and some new characters are all going to be participating in a, a squad exchange with the first squad. And of course the goal as they state is to investigate what's going on in the first squad because we've learned now a lot about the first squad's involvement potentially with creating infernals 
And so all in all, there's not actually too much to talk about in terms of what I think about the episode. Um, it's one of those classic just change in perspectives, I guess I should say. So moving from one story arc to the next. So not a lot happened besides introduction to new characters, introduction to some of the first squad, introduction to a new rookie from the second squad. And it looks like we're going to get to know Bubblegum Dude a bit more. So I'm kind of okay with that. Bubblegum Dude from the fifth squad, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy that blows bubbles and they explode in flames. That's basically his power. Don't really know very much about him yet. Uh, he doesn't seem that terribly interesting to me as a character, honestly, but I don't want to judge him yet. He's still new, so I want to see how his character comes into, well, comes to fruition. Besides that, there's not too much that I have to say about the episode. In terms of the good parts about it, I did still like the sparring match between Shinra and the first captain that happens. So Captain Blaze or whatever his name is. I, it looked it looked pretty. It looked nice. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they're sticking with the whole. They're they're staying true to a lot of Shinra's personality traits, right? They're still keeping him hot headed. They still are showing Shinra as this uh, character who really wants to get to the bottom of things and charges in head first without a lot of thinking, just judging the not judging the moment, but just deciding in the moment to challenge the first captain is a pretty hot headed thing to do. I am entertained as to why the first captain gave him the time of day now. I'm curious as to why the first captain indulged that sparring match because they did harp upon the fact that he doesn't spar with rookies normally. So I'm curious to see why the first captain is interested in Shinra. We'll probably learn more about that as we see the first captain talk to his subordinates on the sidelines. So I'm looking forward to to those developments. Besides that, I'm also pretty excited to see some of the powers from the first squad. I think learning about how that one lieutenant from the first squad is able to use his fire powers to convert sound into some sort of ice effect. I mean, they kind of they kind of explained it. I'll probably rewatch it to try and see if it makes any sense so far. It seems mostly kind of magical, not really physical, but I'll probably look over it and see if there's any type of physics in there that actually is reasonable, because that'd be pretty cool. I always appreciate it when uh, when anime or manga come up with some sort of supposedly magical power that actually makes a lot of sense in the physical world. That's always a really cool thing to see. So in terms of some of my not so happy feelings about the show, I'm I'm still not very excited about Captain Kibana. Um, the fifth the fifth squad captain, her infatuation with Shinra doesn't make a lot of sense still. I mean, they tried justifying it more with Hibana's conversation with Captain Obi, but it's it's still hella haphazard. I mean, having her just say that Shinra kind of like beat the sense into her still is stupid. Because that was still a stupid fight. Like justifying her change in, of emotions off of such a haphazard fight scene really feels low. Like I, I just don't like it at all. I'm also not the biggest fan of the new rookie that they introduced from the second squad. He's kind of the epitome of the trope of I have these super awesome powers, but I'm super afraid of them. 
which I've never been a big fan of that trope, especially if that's the only thing that exists about their character. So I'm a bit bummed out about that. But all in all, it's an okay episode. Um, it's just mostly explanation, mostly setting up new characters. So there's not too much to say about it. So all in all, I'd probably give it something like a seven on a mal score. It's it's okay. It's okay. It's lacking in some areas. There's still some weak characters, in my opinion, in the show. But there's some really strong animation, and there are some strong characters. I still love Maki. Maki's still great. Shinra's still great. Arthur's still great. Obi's still awesome. So I can't complain too much. In terms of what I want to see next, I'm, I really want them to have a little bit more of a teaser from the first captain. Like we, we saw him fight, but we didn't really see what his power is. I'd like to see, like it was super subtle how he was using any type of flame power. And I'd like to give them a little more hints. I don't want them just to explain it with expletive. I want them to like hint at it slowly over time. That would be really, really cool. I'm also really wanting to hear more about why the first squad is so powerful compared to even the fifth. I mean, yeah, they're first, so they're probably highest up in hierarchy or something like that. But I want to know more about the structure of all the different all the different squads and how the first squad fits into it. So if there is some sort of hierarchy, you know, with power related to the numbers, are there more than eight squads? Is there something even lower than the eighth squad? And what's that hierarchy look like? I'd love to know that. So yeah, those are my general thoughts about the show. Um, I'm excited to see what the next story arc is going to be about. I mean, we know that they're investigating the first squad by through this rookie training, but I'm curious to see where that leads them naturally. So I'm still invested in the show. I'm still really curious to see where the show is going to go because I still love the idea of Fire Force. And I'm really I'm really curious to also see how Joker and his organization fits into it. But there's not there's not too terribly much to analyze about this show so far. Uh, there wasn't a lot to go on for this episode for me personally. So what do you guys think about episode seven of Fire Force? I'm excited to hear your thoughts as well. Uh, did you find it more exciting than I did? Is there something about the show that really catches your interest after this seventh episode? What are you looking forward to in upcoming episodes? Please share with us. Uh, follow the link on our SoundCloud. Send us a direct message. We're always available to hear. So thank you very much for tuning in for episode seven of Imbibe and Anime. Hope to see you guys next week. Cheers to you.